Hello and welcome to another episode of The Daily Bolt with your host, Dr. Jeff Tilley. Today's topic is a little bit of an unusual one. An unsung casualty of the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan. Scientists. Sit back and relax and enjoy this uh, little different Daily Bolt. So, this is not a topic that I necessarily... Uh, had planned on doing. It is a topic that kind of uh, came out and jumped out at me uh, as I was looking over uh, some science news from the past few days, past week, uh, while I've been spending, excuse me, a lot of time uh, focusing on tropical weather. And this, uh, there's an article, and I'm going to put the link up at uh, the end of this particular episode, which isn't going to be super long, like the last one, uh, but I am going to put a link up to an article in the journal Science. It is an online article that really goes into some of the details of uh, what I'm bringing up here in what is a more political topic than I usually like to tackle uh, on the Daily Bolt, but it does uh, impact science. And as such, it actually makes it a worthy topic. And the uh, issue at hand is the fact that the Taliban have taken over Afghanistan for the first time uh, in uh, a couple of decades, more or less. It, you know, it depends how you want to count the amount of influence that the Taliban has had. Their, their direct and total rule uh, occurred from 1996 to 2001. Uh, and was ended after the 9-11 attacks prompted the Bush administration, this was Bush too, at the time to send uh, U.S. military forces to Afghanistan to try and root out terrorist elements, uh, specifically Al-Qaeda, that had been asso associated with the uh, tragedies that occurred on September 11, 2001. Um, even though the Taliban have not been ruling in Afghanistan in, in totality since 2001, they have had influence in various sectors of the country over the past 20 years, while you could say they have been waiting out the U.S.-led uh, occupation and uh, administration support, whatever you want to call the mission that is coming to this uh, rather chaotic and rushed end uh, now. Uh, regardless, they've been waiting out and they have had some influence in certain parts of the country. And one of the uh, aspects of the life in Afghanistan over the last 20 years that they have had some influence over, although that influence had been decreasing in recent years, was of the scientific and academic establishment in Afghanistan. Uh, the Taliban are largely a religious fundamentalist uh, faction. I don't know if faction may not be the right word. Uh, government may be the correct word going forward. Uh, regardless, uh, they are not particularly interested in science in particular. Uh, they have other issues, and some of those have been documented quite nicely in the press, where we've all been reminded uh, how the Taliban ruled with respect to human rights, etc., 
Uh, again, from 1996 to 2001, it's been the most recent period of their total role. Uh, and one thing that has not gotten much attention is what happens to the scientists and the academics that are doing research and have been doing research uh, in collaboration with other scientists around the world um, over the last 20 years. Um, even within a relatively peaceful Afghanistan, there have been incidents where uh, individuals have been targeted, uh, scientists in particular have been targeted uh, to be killed by any number of ways. There's one uh, scientist who's mentioned by a pseudonym in this article who uh, was targeted twice, once in 2009, once in 2019, uh, the first time uh, there was a bomb planted in, in the building he was working in. Second time, uh, a suicide bomber came in front of his car. And this scientist in particular was lucky. Uh, the first attempt, five of his colleagues were killed by the bomb. The second attempt, a uh, policeman uh, managed to uh, get a hold of the suicide bomber before he was able to carry out his plan. And uh, there are other examples uh, that are hinted at in this particular uh, article. And even though the Taliban have said certain things about having a new kind of enlightened perspective, uh, recent events, uh, as reported in this article, uh, suggest otherwise. Uh, there are some uh, women scientists who have co commented uh, to uh, various individuals that this re the reporter, uh, the writer of the article, talked to about uh, the Taliban coming for uh, members of uh, her family and other scientists' families, rounding them up. Uh, they uh, have also had reports of scientists who are out in more remote parts of the country and not in the capital city of Kabul, uh, who feel it is far too dangerous for them to attempt to get to Kabul to try and evacuate. And uh, there are callings of these scientists in the U.S. and elsewhere that are trying to make efforts to find ways to get these people out. But as has been reported in the media, uh, it is very uncertain whether uh, these, all these people can possibly get out by uh, a week from today. Um, another potential issue that is discussed in the article is the fact that the Taliban do not have a lot of money to operate uh, research universities, other research institutions that have popped up over the last 10 to 20 years some of which have been at least partly funded with foreign funds, some of which have actually had uh, funding from the uh, previous, now previous, government of Afghanistan. Uh, there is equipment that could be sold on the black market. Uh, there are people in particular who are concerned that their research will be destroyed. Uh, that has happened before, and again, in, in the 1996 to 2001 timeframe, uh, research was uh, destroyed, academics were rounded up, and some of them were put to death, some of them weren't. Uh, regardless, um, there is a 
uh, substantial uh, apparent fear among the academic and scientific establishment in Afghanistan that they simply will not survive once the takeover becomes uh, uh, fully realized. And based on their past experience and even the incidents that have occurred under a relatively stable rule uh, and allied occupation uh, and assistance, uh, they have good reason to be. Uh, there are organizations in the U.S. There is an organization called uh, Scholars at Risk. Uh, it's a network. Uh, I'll type that into the next slide as uh, we switch to it. Uh, and that has the uh, uh, link to the article, which also talks about this network. Uh, another issue that is of concern to the academics that have spoken to reporters uh, from various uh, countries is the fact that even as the Taliban started taking over uh, in the last couple of weeks various parts of the country, uh, they have gone into universities and removed the existing administrators and have put in administrators of their own. Uh, the question is what will that do to uh, the scientific research that goes on? Most of the scientists are not optimistic, to put it mildly. They actually think that uh, there may be just a lot of wholesale gutting of academic programs and research at the universities, and they may just become training grounds for college-age revolutionaries to join Al-Qaeda, ISIS, I guess it's ISIS-K they're calling it now. I don't know what that means. Somebody can uh, explain it to me maybe in a comment. Um, I haven't had the, the time today to look that up. Uh, but... Uh, <clears throat> or any of the other potential terrorist organizations that may be looking at Afghanistan as once again a safe haven to come in and set up shop. Um, there are a lot of efforts going on. Um, there are individual university researchers that are lobbying the Biden administration. The Scholars at Risk group is uh, corresponding with the State Department and uh, the Secretary Blinken. Um, I don't know how much headway, and the writer of the article does not know how much headway they're really making, uh, as has been clear from various White House press conferences. Um, it's not entirely clear what's, in, what's going on and what efforts are being made, and what efforts um, still really need to be made that haven't even started with only a week to go, and a deadline that appears to not be very flexible, if any flexibility at all. Uh, based on what we heard today on the news. Uh, there are a few scientists that have had partnerships with Europeans, and uh, some of our European allies have been able to help get some of these scientists out. Uh, they are temporarily residing in positions at German, French universities, etc. Um, they probably will be able to stay there. Uh, I, I can't imagine that the Germans and the French would boot them out at some point. So those people are at least in good hands, but there's uh, unknown numbers of others who may not get out and uh, may not be able to ever do science again uh, and uh, may even lose their lives for it. Uh, this is not something you want to see, but it is a good example for what can happen. Um, 
I think there is a lot of, this is now kind of some personal opinion as I'm switching over to the uh, second slide that has the link. And I'm putting in the name of that Scholars at Risk organization. And in particular, uh, Uh, the name of contact that they mention. Uh, he's the executive director of this organization. There's a couple of comments that I'll make. One is one that other pundits and uh, media people have actually made regarding this entire affair in that it's been 20 years and cha some changes occurred, but obviously uh, something was not done right in the fact that it could collapse as quickly as it has and put everything in such a rushed, hurried, dire situation. Uh, I'm not going to assign blame to anybody other than the fact that, that we've been in Afghanistan for 20 years and this is a very uh, abrupt ending that may not need to have happened. Um, it was not probably planned very well it may not have been negotiated well by the previous administration. There's probably blame to go all around. There's a lot of blame potentially to go to how the Afghan military was trained, uh, how nation building didn't really happen. It probably assumed it was happening. Someone assumed it was happening and it never really happened or else it would not have fallen apart like this. Uh, so there's lots of questions about just what the hell happened the past 20 years? Um, those are questions that are going to be asked for years and maybe decades to come. Um, the second point is that there's a lot in how the Taliban operates that is consistent with how the Chinese operated during the Cultural Revolution in the 1970s and early 1980s. Uh, I have Chinese colleagues that uh, new people who experienced that and barely survived it. Um, any totalitarian type of regime can assume power and target uh, academics, scientists, doctors, uh, professionals of all sorts, and basically eradicate them from the social landscape. Uh, the Chinese proved it could be done and done fairly quickly, the Taliban may be able to show that as well. And certainly in their past rule, they de definitely demonstrated that. Um, scientists should not take what they have for granted. And there's a sense that I have in the U.S. that the scientific establishment seems to take itself a little bit for granted and may not appreciate what it really has. That perhaps should stop. That might change some perspectives on a number of issues all across the board. That's about all the commentary I'm going to make. I'll leave it there. I'm Dr. Jeff Tilley. This is the Daily Bolt. Have a good night, good morning, good afternoon. And if you can help, Scholars at Risk Organization information is here. I'll leave it up for about another 10, 15 seconds or so. Have a good night.